Once you see what you actually are, that you're an infinite, limitless being, you'll see that nothing exists outside of you. I'm your host, Derek Grant, and this is the Pathway to Your Results Podcast. Welcome back to the Pathway to Your Results Podcast. I am your host, Derek Grant. I Look, it feels like forever since I've been here with you all because I, I usually re- record a couple weeks out while I've been busy with life traveling and just doing what life does. I haven't had an opportunity to record here for the past couple weeks. So it feels like forever. I was on a plane last night and I was thinking like, man, I can't wait. I can't wait to get back and start imparting some of my experiences, knowledge slash wisdom with, with the audience. So it's good to be back with you. Uh, I know it probably only feels like a week for you. It's been a lot longer for me. So um, I appreciate you tuning in. I trust that life is um, working in your favor as it always is. And I, I trust that you are finding the beautiful miracles and blessings in each and every day. So uh, today's episode, you can see it, it's centered around prayer. And, and you know, I'm, I'm going to really break down prayer. And, and hear me when I say prayer. This isn't just for if someone was a Christian or this is for everyone. So I, I'm using the word prayer. That's because that's what we often use. But really, you could just substitute that out and replace it with intention based thought. That's all that's that's all it is. So we're going to touch on today of, of really what prayer is and how we pray. And we're going to use scientific. I'm going to show you scientific backing. I'm going to show you um, religious texts. That was telling us, and you'll see that probably, and I'm, and I'm raising, I'll be the first one to raise my hand because I can only speak from experience, but how I was doing this quote unquote wrong for the longest, coming from a lower vibrational state, coming from a place of um, begging, coming from a place of like lack. And we're, I'm, I'm going to walk you through today kind of how to do it, what it is, and why it is. And maybe you can start imparting it in your life to start seeing the changes take place. And uh, I mean, it's been, it's been amazing in my own life. So um, when we think of prayer, we often think of, and I, I'm just, like I said, I'm speaking from my own individual perspective, but we think of it as I'm asking God to impart his or its um, capabilities that I don't have the capability to do on me. So I'm asking something or someone to do something for me that I can't do for myself. This is the way we get taught, at least in the Western world and Christian world, how prayer works. Like I ask God for this. And then if I do everything that I'm supposed to, then I get that thing that I asked for. Right. But then when you start diving deeper and you start to understand kind of because I've always I told you guys this many times, but I always want to know why. That's always the first question I always ask is why. And. I wanted to know, I probably went on a hunt a couple years ago, what really it was. And, you know, when you start understanding that science, spirituality, and religion are all, they're all talking about the same thing, but they're each giving their individual perspective of that. When you start going into each one, you'll think about one is was one third of the puzzle. It's one third of the pie, but you don't get, until you get the whole picture, you, until you get all three parts of it, it doesn't make any sense. And what a lot of times is, is we'll get one third of it, we'll hold on to it, we'll make that one ours, and then that'll be it. We never go into the other two thirds, but the other two thirds are going to give context to the one third. So that's what I'm going to try to do today, is bring it all together so you can see what prayer actually is. So if we start 
kind of on the on the the metaphysical side and meta meta is just greek for beyond meaning it it's it's beyond the physical meaning it cannot be perceived by the five senses but if we go into the metaphysical side of it or the quantum world of how prayer works we've talked about how you're actually living in the sea of energy okay you're living in a sea of energy and when you're living in a sea of energy oh and, and, and here's before we go any further let me give you some of the different names for the sea of energy we have um the ancients used to call it the net. Um, some refer to it as the web. Uh, I think Dr. Joe Dispenza refers to it as the universal field or unified field. We're all talking about the same thing. It's the sea of energy. It's the sea of information that is conscious. It's fully aware. It's fully aware. Quantum physics has shown us through the dual split experiment that these particles of light, these photons, aka energy for the regular folk, it's fully aware and it carries information and it's aware when attention-based thought is being directed towards it. And then it conforms from a wave of infinite possibilities into a particle of a specified thing. So this is why when we say wherever attention goes, energy flows, that energy, those photons of light that make up this web, this cosmic web, this sea of energy, that is essentially breaking down from infinite possibilities into that thing that you are giving attention to. So, Understanding that as the nat- the natural framework of that's what you are in, and this is how you and I are connected, even though we may be um, on other sides of the world. So that's why I try to tell people the reason why prayer works is because what you're using to pray with, aka the mind, and when I say the mind, it's the capital M, okay? The mind, that's a whole other episode. I'll explain what the brain and the mind is probably next episode. But the mind or this web of energy is connecting us all. So just the way I was sitting in the airport in Boston Logan Airport yesterday, and I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. It's a net. And the ancients, they used to be called the masters of the net. The masters of the net. And I said, the net. And it's all interconnected. Holy sh... The internet. The internet. This is how I can send you an email on the other side of the world instantly. The internet. Enter to go in. Net is, com- is, is, is connected. So when you understand the technology of our world, of the physical plane, it's just copying the technology of the universe. That's all it's doing. I could get into a whole bunch of other things. I don't want to tell you all yet, but that's the the generalized framework. This is the medium. This is the, um, it's the soil, right? It's the soil for our seeds and our seeds are consciousness. Consciousness is the, is, is, the, is the thing in this universe that has always been and always will be. It will always exist. It is the alpha and the omega. People, the linear, logical, egoic thinking mind cannot comprehend something that has always been. Consciousness has always been. So when people talk about, oh, the Big Bang was what? No, there would have had to have been something before that. So I'm reading a book called The Universal Mind. It was written in 1926 by uh, Walter Russell. And he, he talks about how the one substance... The one substance, one with a capital O. This is consciousness. But consciousness needed something. Think about, like I said, consciousness is the seed. It's a seed, but it needs soil to grow in. And that soil is this sea of energy. It's the mind. That is what is being used. So when you pray, you are essentially implanting seeds into the mind, which is these waves of energy that then collapse into particles. And frozen light is what we call matter. There is no difference between matter and quote unquote energy. They're both 
the same thing, just at different rates of vibration. Just like if we look at uh, an ice cube to a to a liquid to a gas, right? Solid, liquid, gas. They are all the same thing, just at different states, different rates of vibration. So I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but let me let me break down some of the notes that I took here. I'm sitting in the airport, so you guys can see. So the mind is the medium through which consciousness moves and man- manipulates. The mind is a field that exists everywhere outside of the brain. It picks up out inform- Sorry, and I'm not. I don't want to get into this part of it, but the mental field interacts with the tissues in our brain, and this is how we're able to essentially use this body as a vehicle, as a vessel in this incarnation. So when you are praying, you are essentially collapsing these waves of energy through your intention-based thought. So prayer is just intention-based thought. You know, you know what else is intention-based thought? Visualization. You know what else is intention-based thought? Affirmations. So when you are praying, you are essentially visualizing and affirming whatever that thought was. Okay? How are we doing this? We're doing this using our faculties, the higher faculties, the six muscles of our mind. So think about when I'm praying for something. Let's just say I'm praying for, um, I don't know, a new job opportunity. When I'm praying for a new job opportunity, we don't realize, but you are actually using your imagination to think about what that job opportunity even was. It does not exist in the quote unquote present at this moment in space and time. So you're having to use your imagination to transcend space and time. Okay, so as I'm telling you this, and we've talked about this the last couple episodes back with the power of your heart, the key was for your prayer or for your intention-based thought to not just be of the conscious mind, but to be of the subconscious mind, aka the heart. So I had to get what was up top, I had to get it down low. Because that down low thing is what we talked about. Your heart is actually what is connected to the mind, the web, the sea of energy. And I'm going to tell you this real quick. I don't want to go too much into it because I want to save this for the next episode. But you have these neurons in your brain. This is how this is how consciousness works. You have these neurons in your brain. And these neurons have these protein polymers within them called microtubules. And when these microtube and these microtubules are what receive consciousness, these are what are uh, um, think like this consciousness or spirit is what's thinking. It imparts it into the mind, which is a field of energy. And that field of energy is then transmitted instantly almost to our microtubules within our brain. So this is why Nikola Tesla said that my brain was nothing more than a receiver. Your brain is just a receiver. So this is where neuroscience is really starting to figure out that. The mind and the brain are separate, but yet work together. Okay? Science back in 19, I'm going to say 90 or something like that, they found out that your heart, and we've talked about this, how your heart also has neurons. But these neurons within the heart think, learn, and feel independently of the brain. So then I started thinking like, holy, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me, you mean to tell me that my heart can think and receive consciousness through the mind as well, independently of the brain. This is why you were always supposed to follow your heart, because the heart was actually what was connected to the mind, the capital M. So the subconscious, the universal subconscious mind is the subconscious mind of man. They're connected. So now, and this is wild, the ancients knew this thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, take delight in the Lord and the desires of your heart will be given unto you. They knew that the Lord represented the conscious mind, and they knew that 
your heart was the subconscious mind. So I had to take delight in the conscious mind and the desires of my heart would be given unto you, the desires of my subconscious, so long as the two were in alignment. We've talked about this before. So when I look at it from that standpoint, this is why we say you have to have an open mind, meaning your microtubules must be open so you can receive these states of consciousness. These states of consciousness, they already exist. They're already here. They're already here. It's like pages in a book. They're all, all information is already here. So here's another word that they use for the universal mind that I'm, that I'm talking about, this field of energy, because it's everywhere. There's no place that it's not. It's everywhere. It's omnipresent. It's omnipresent. There's nowhere that it's not. Okay, that's number one. Number two, we know that energy carries information. And because it exists outside of space and time, well, that means all information already exists. So it's omnichance. It's all-knowing. Not all-knowing in the sense that it knows everything. All-knowing in the sense that all information is already out there. It's already out there. So the analogy I'll use is if I go to my son's or my daughter's classroom and you have up on the top above the chalkboard, the whiteboard, you have the the, 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 the 26 alpha letters of the alphabet. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. Every single letter within that alpha sorry every every word in the english or human language every word we'll say english because it's english alphabet exists within those 26 letters we use something called intelligence to scramble and put them together but of those 26 letters every word in the english dictionary is already inside of it so here's Here's the easiest way to understand this. This is the way with the field, the net, the mind, uh, uh, the uh, universal field, unified field, God. Everything is already there. It is up to us through intelligence, right, through conscious thought to mix and match and put it together. How many times have you ever accomplished something in your life? And then you're like, you do it and you're like, I could have I could have done this like two years ago. You were at a different rate. You, sorry, you had a different frequency, meaning your microtubules were picking up consciousness on a different level now than you were two years ago. Do you see how this works? So this is why, like, I always tell myself I know nothing. I know nothing. And because I know nothing, this allows my mind to be open. This allows my microtubules to be open to receive that which already exists. So I look at, so now it hits different when Albert Einstein said everybody had the capability of being a genius. We all have capability of being a genius, but it, it really comes down to how well are you using your receiver? How well are you using your receiver? So the mind is what's trans, is, is essentially what, and, it, and I don't have it in front of me right now, but you know what's wild? I told you this. The CIA, government documents, they, they know this. They know this. They know all of this. Your subconscious was everything. Everything. This was what was manipulating this field of energy. This is actually what the mind is. So when people say, oh, like, yeah, like, you know, mindset, sometimes I want to be like, do we really, do you really know what the mind is? Do you really know what it is? Right? And understanding the the the, the relationship between your brain and the mind. Anyway, this is the metaphysical side, right? We'll push that over on the side. We'll put that on the shelf. When we put that over there, now we can move into Let's go into the religious side. The religious side, and we look at Mark eleven twenty four, right? And Jesus said to his disciples, whatever ye ask for in prayer, believe that you have already received it and it will be yours. 
Prayer. We've talked about that already. That prayer was just intention-based thought. Intention-based thought. Because the quantum field, because the mind exists outside of space and time, there is no such thing as past, present, future. It is only present. It is only now. So when you look at Mark eleven twenty four, Jesus was actually speaking quantum physics to us 101 because he was telling us whatever you have asked for, whatever your intention-based thought was, you had to believe that you had already had it, meaning you would have to exercise and flex this mind muscle of the imagination. You had to use willpower of holding it there even when it didn't look like it was happening. You having this ability was so you could manipulate this field of energy, you could use the mind instead of allowing someone else to use you to dictate the mind, okay? So my thoughts and my emotions had to be in alignment, but more importantly, I had to use this thing of the imagination to pretend that I already had it. Yeah, but that's really hard. That's because Newtonian physics is what the world goes by. I, Sir Isaac Newton, for the last 300 years has had a stranglehold. And here's what's wild about... Okay, I'm okay. Don't get me excited, but Sir Isaac Newton basically world ruled the physical world. But what people don't realize, that man was crazy spiritual. When you start like going through his papers, that he burned some of them after he died. When you go through all of his like ancient writings, he was a spiritualist. He understood the quantum world, but was playing cool because he knew if I go outside of this, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be accepted. So when you start reading through his stuff, he was telling like all of these things that I'm telling. It's wild. He was almost like a like like he was just like a sage. It was it's, it's wild. He was a, what we call a mystic, but he was wearing the mask of you know oh well you know I'm traditional. It was I'm not gonna get into that. But anyway, quantum physics though is think of it as of the unseen world. We talked about this, the invisible world, the 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 um what do we refer to it as the spiritual world. This is what quantum physics is. So the easiest way to remember Newtonian physics, most people go by, they say, when I see it, then I'll believe it. This is what the disciples were doing. They were going by what they what they saw, and then they would believe it for the longest. Jesus went by, I believe it, so then I'll see it. So when you look at Mark eleven twenty four, 24, he's telling you, you had to believe it, that you already had it, and then you will receive it. We've talked about this hundreds of times with the demon-possessed boy. These, these, these disciples, these disciples, these learners of, of this Christ consciousness were trying to do those same things, that they, and they could not do it. They could not do it. And the moment Jesus rolled up on them, he was like, yo, what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? How come y'all ain't doing this? You know what you need to do. Why are you not doing this? You see what I'm saying? And they're like, well, we tried. Do you, and, the, and the father of the demon-possessed boy goes, Jesus, do you think you can do this? And Jesus looked at like, please, what are you talking about? You think I can do this? What do you, <laughs> what do you, what do you mean do you think? You perverted mind. You, you, are you, how dare you bring the boy here, right? And he, we know he healed the demon-possessed boy and put the demons inside the pigs and the swine. They ran over the cliff. But my point of this is there was such a knowing and such a believing within this character, which in this, within this avatar, this was the essential teachings this was this was the root of what you were what you were supposed to grab from this. It was about you believing in the unseen, believing that it was already done. This is why you were even given an imagination. My dog doesn't have an imagination that I know of, at least to the level that I have it. You have an imagination because the imagination was the gateway to you manipulating your reality. You had to believe that you had already received it. This was prayer 101. He told you, whatever you believe, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it. This is where people got effed up. They got messed up because he said, whatever you ask for, 
But that wasn't the whole thing. So I'm asking, God, could you please? Could you please? But then if you finish after the comma, he says, he says, you had to believe that you already received it. So now when I believe that I've already received it, I have to affirm that it's done. Affirm comes from the Latin word firer, which means to make true. I have to make it truth, meaning to make it truth that it was already, I've already experienced it. See, you don't know truth until you've already experienced it. You see what I'm saying? You have not, everything else is just a belief, 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 belief. Knowing is a whole nother energy. You only believe in those things that you do. You have not yet experienced it. When you experience it, you know. If you know, you know. This is what it comes down to. It was about you knowing already that the thing that you were looking to create through your intention-based thought, the thing that you were affirming, the thing that you were visualizing, you had to know that it was already it was already done and you had already experienced it. So then I asked the question, why? 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 Because when you go one step deeper for me to already have experienced something, that means my physical body would have already had to assimilate to that vibration or that frequency you Using my imagination and the beauty of this meat sack, this 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 vessel, this 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 whatever you want to refer to as this tunic of skin. The beauty of this was it did not know the difference between what was imagined and what was real. Don't you think? Don't you think when the universe created you that it already knew this? Hmm? It already knew that the vessel, the vehicle that you had, wouldn't know. It needed not to know the difference between what was real and what was not. We can go on both sides of the coin. This is why. This is why you get you get stressed out about stuff that'll never happen. Here you are now. You're living in your heart's in bad condition. You got high blood pressure because the body was just taking orders from the mind and the heart. It didn't know. It did not know. It just it was a yes man. <laughs> it was just a yes man. And some of us, for some of us, our body's on a dummy man mission right now because our mind is not being controlled by us. It's being controlled by someone else. So the key was for you to to govern your own thoughts. Govern your own thoughts. And now your mind will simply take take orders. So your body's just going to take orders. So the key was to trick your body. I think Dr. Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenza calls this heart-brain coherence. All that is really fancy words for it, meaning what I think is what I feel, and what I feel is what I act upon. That's uh, I like to call it T. If you can imagine Kermit the Frog with that meme that was floating around for a little bit. Uh, Kermit the Frog was sipping on that tea. Like, uh... Yeah, I see. I see you over here flossing, but you over here struggling. With, that's none of my business. He, had to, he was always drinking tea. This is the acronym that I have floating around. Tea. I just got to make sure that my tea is in line. I got to make sure that my tea is hot. More importantly, I got to make sure that my tea was brewed by me. Your tea needs to be brewed by you. Your thoughts, emotions, and actions. So now let's go ahead and take that. That's the spiritual side. That's the re- religious text, right? Let's put that on the side. Okay. Now let's bring it all together. Every time that you have an intention-based thought, whether you are doing it for the quote-unquote good or you're doing it for the bad, understand that that is having an impact on the mind with a capital M, the field, the net, the web. And that is what is collapsing these particles, these waves, sorry, into particles. So you are literally creating your reality. So this is why people people don't understand. The the Old Testament was, was the laws of, and you had to read below the surface, it was teaching all the laws and the New Testament was the manifestation of it. So now here Jesus is telling us. He's telling us point blank, period, period. Whatever you want, whatever you want, you got to believe that you've already received it. And, I, and, and, and here's the crazy part. I can go to science. We can go to quantum physics. You can go to, I mean, the government wrote, they spent a lot of money on this. They spent a lot of money on this document analyzing the gateway uh, process, the gateway experience which I highly advise advise you to go read that 29 pages um but they 
they knew this. Ancients knew this. So this is why when you look at the hermetic principles, when you look at uh, 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 the first one is the universe is mental, mentalism. The universe is mind. No, literally, it's mind. So when you see me walk around with a shirt that says life is mental, I'm not saying it like from a place of like, uh, 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 like, um, like I'm saying literally, like literally it's the mind. It is the mind. This universe is the mind. So you understanding that you have this ultimate, you have access to the thing that creates this physical universe. You do not have it on a universal level. Maybe you have it on an individual level. And this is what prayer was. Prayer was you using this. So how do we use it? You have to, and we talked about the power of the heart. You have to beat this into your subconscious. I can do it through finesse. I can do it through trickery. I can do it through just straight bully ball. Right? I like to mix it up every once in a while. So here's what I started doing. Just yesterday morning, I'll turn on some music. And I create kind of like a little mixtape. Uh, for, for my prayers or affirmations. I'll write down two. I wrote down two of them. There's two things I'm looking to create in my life and manifest. I wrote those two things down. And I'll just stare. And while I'm writing it down, I'm looking to feel it, right? Imagining what it would feel like. I'm using, I'm exercising this imagination. I'm feeling while I'm writing it down, okay? That's carrying a frequency in and of itself. And then I'll turn on this music, this mixtape, and it's just slow, quiet. You know, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do some breathing to, to lower myself into a relaxed state, right? And I want to get relaxed, I'll do inhales through the nose, uh, five second in, hold for three seconds, five seconds out, right? And I'm doing this to just lower myself. Everybody, you do what works for you, right? But as I'm doing this, I'm just doing this over and over again for about two or three minutes. Now I'm in a relaxed state, right? Now I just start using my imagination to imagine what it would feel like. Oh my goodness, what would it feel like? What would it feel like? What what would this version of me? What would I what would I be like if I if this had already come through? How would I brush my teeth? How would I wash my, how would I walk? How would I eat? How would I hold a sandwich? I'm doing all, I'm literally making it so real in my mind. And I'm trying to get my body to start eavesdropping in on the story that my mind is having this conversation. Because I know once my body starts tuning in, my body can't help but start getting involved. You know, the body's nosy, right? The body wants to see what's going on. What are they talking about over here? What is it? Oh, dang. I want to. And then it starts to, to feel all of these same things. So now when I start to feel these things, when I start to feel these things, I run with it. I'm I'm throwing the battery in my own back. I'm gassing myself. I'm like, yo, this is what it's like. I am making this so real because I got it in here now. And I'm just now, now I know it's I, I it's almost like I told you the conscious mind was the bouncer at the club and, and the club was what you were trying to get into. That's the subconscious. I'm in the club. I'm in the club. I'm in. I start dancing away. I mean, we, I'm talking about, I am cutting a rug with the best of them. They look at me saying, there he goes. That is him. Mama, look the way he's cutting this. Look at how he, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this with my physical body. Obviously, I'm giving you the metaphorical, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm trying to get this into my physical body. And once I get in there, I just, I just enjoy it. I'll invoke gratitude of how grateful I feel to even be able to be able to have done this. I'll go even a step further. This is what I found works with me. Whatever it is you're looking to create through your prayer, whatever you're looking to manifest, Figuring out how it helps humanity, right? So even if you're like, oh, I want a new job. How would that new job help humanity? How would that new job help your family? You invoke gratitude. Gratitude is one of the highest vibrations inside the, in this universe. So gratitude is, is, is and it, it could be, I just want my health. Okay, how would your health help mankind? How could it help your community? How would it help your family, right? Do you see? Do you see how this works? So now I'm astuned 
to the highest frequency. Well, we know that the mind, this field of energy is just simply just, it's just waiting. It's just waiting. It's reading you. You're sending out thought forms. And this is what people don't realize. Albert Einstein got a Nobel Peace Prize in 1921 for the photo, the photoelectric effect, right? He, he essentially realized that thoughts were packets of energy called photons, which are the fundamental particles of light. And he, he won a Nobel Peace Prize, a Nobel Prize for this. So when, he, when I say that, I told you the sea of, inf- sea of energy is just packets of energy, is packets of information. Your thoughts are the same thing. We, some of us have the psychic ability, clairvoyancy, to be able to perceive thought forms. Very rarely few of us do. But thought forms are what are going out into the, these holograms. They're essentially holograms going out into the universal hologram, a.k.a. the mind. And it's grabbing a hold of it. It's looking at it and saying like, okay, okay, this is the thought hologram that Tiffany sent. Okay, this is the hologram that I got right here. Let's see if they match up. Oh, they do match up. It's almost like when you play, uh, um, what was that game? What was that game we would play? Was it Old Maid? I think it was Old Maid. And you were looking, trying to get the pairs together, right? You get the pairs together, you're like, yo, this is it. Oh, this is, this is essentially it. Okay, this is all we're trying to do. This is all we're trying to do. We're trying, and, and here's the thing. The more real it is to you, the more, uh, cemented it will be in the mind okay so then people always ask me well how long does it take for my prayers to come true how long because here's the new age people call it manifestation oh folks my mother uh, prayer oh good the lord the lord came through with my prayer you know what the lord is you know what god is i'm not gonna get into that that's a whole nother episode but anyway these essentially these thought forms these holograms were everything and here's what people don't realize you're sending both positive and negative. So when you believe that something is going to happen, notice how I said believe. That's in the subconscious. When you believe that something is going to happen, you're creating that as well, albeit good or bad. The mind didn't give a f- It did not care. It does not care. This field of energy does not, it does not care. It doesn't care. So this is why you had to be aware of what you were thinking. More importantly, what you were believing in. Okay? So, I know I'm, I'm, I'm jumping around a little bit, but the once I have it in my body, I'll sit with this for like 10, 15 minutes and just run with it. I've always had a huge imagination. I got away from it when I turned probably about 25. From 25 to age 37, 38, I got away from it because I was told I had to be an adult. I, I believed that. I believed that I had to be an adult. I believed that I had to be this, um, this, 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 this. Being who could not live from the imagination. It's really Neville Goddard always said, like, you had to live from the imagination already happening. I had to live from the end result already happening. So we go even deeper on another deeper esoteric meaning when when Jesus was talking about the greatest in heaven. The greatest in heaven was about those, it was the children. The children don't, they, they live from their imagination. A child, come to my house. Come to my house and you, I, show, I will show you two children who live from their imagination. This was it. And this is how you created your reality. The key now, once I have got this in my body, I let it go. And here's how I let it go. I detach from it. And how do I detach from it? It means I, I have to act like I already have it. So I walk around like I'm already him because I am already him. I've attuned myself to that. I'm already him. So I don't worry if it's going to happen because... If I'm worrying about it going to happen, that means it hasn't already happened in my mind and in my body. I had to act like I have already received it. You have to act like you've already received it. You had to act like you've already received it. You had to act like you have already received it. You have to act like you already received it. 
You have to act like you already receive it, received it. Stop walking around saying when, if. You had to act like it already, but in order to do that, you had to walk out on the water. You had to walk out on the water. This was the whole, this was the meaning of Peter walking out on the water. And the moment that he he started thinking with a logical mind, it was done. You were finished. You were done. You had to step out on faith. Faith is you believing something and then seeing it. Most of us, the Newtonian world says, when I see it, then I will believe it. I'm here to tell you in my life, I'm here. I'm not even going to get into the specifics, but I can only speak from this individual perspective of this thing that I call life. I can only speak from this subjective experience of what I'm speaking into this microphone right now. I'm here to tell you, though, this when you understand the power of prayer, of how to actually do it, you are not asking for anything. If anything, you are asking yourself. That is what you are actually doing. Go look up Reverend Ike on YouTube. Go go, go Google or, or, or go search for Reverend Ike. When you search Reverend Ike, you'll see what he was telling. He was before his time. You're essentially asking yourself. You are asking yourself through affirming your subconscious because your subconscious was the thing that was tied to this field that was creating your and that field is what was taking orders from the universal consciousness but you're just this individual consciousness right oh i'm just <laughs> this is what people always think like uh it, 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 we take a slice of, we take a whole pie a whole pie of pizza and i slice it into eight slices and i take a slice away and you're the slice and we say, oh, I'm just a slice of pizza. Let me go. Let me go back and ask the whole pizza if he will. If he will. Don't you realize that you are that the whole pie? You're the whole pie. You're the whole pie in the form of a slice. You are the whole pie in the form of a slice. Period. You are it in the form of this individual thing that we call Michael, John, whatever you refer to it as. That is you. You are it. And this is what you, what you were supposed to do. You were supposed to do your inner work, your shadow work. To dissolve the ego to get to a point that you would at least, at least have a fraction, a fraction of comprehension that you were it. This is where people don't realize the reason why people, why, why, why we seek God, the reason why we seek a higher power is because we were the higher power. So it was within comprehension. Good God Almighty. This is why animals don't have religions. <laughs> this is why animals don't have religions. No other creature has a religion or has this, has this, this innate knowing that there is a higher being because you were the higher being. You are it in this individualized form. You were the pizza in the form of the slice and the slice is starting to remember that it was the pizza. I'm done.